Colts beat the Patriots 10-6 in Germany. My name is Nigel. That is Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is from 107.5 The Fan, the morning show. It's called The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. KB is Kevin Bowen. And Kevin, I said this yesterday, as a red-blooded American, I never thought I would say these words, but... Maybe we owe the German people an apology. Uh, making them sit through whatever that was yesterday. I know the Germans haven't always been on the up and up, according to history, but boy, that was some bad football yesterday. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, apology, I, I think, is well deserved. I would <laughs> echo that, that statement. Who would have thought, you know, Jonathan Taylor goes in the end zone there? What midway through the first quarter? That'd be the last time that the Germans see a touchdown uh, here in that, in that entire game. Uh, quite the display. I mean, hell, uh, the game wasn't even kicked very well. New England missed the 35-yard field goal, so even the uh, football aspect of the American football game uh, was not great. So, ugly, ugly, ugly to say the least. But uh, at the end of the day, I guess the Colts uh, less ugly than the uh, than the Patriots. And Bill Belichick goes home a loser. Yeah, talk about that for a second. Talk about the Colts. Uh two in a row now going into the bye week uh 500 record i mean that's a good thing a win is a win right yeah you know this is probably like the um the old uh, golf coach my uh, my old high school golf coach coming out here with this statement but you know he'd always say uh, there's no picture on the scorecard so <laughs> you simply just add up your score and that's your score and sure you break down and dissect some things but at the end of the day uh, that's what matters and so sure at five and five when you pull up the nfl standings that's what it says now Having said that, I think we all can agree uh, on this, that if the Colts play like they have the last two games, their playoff hopes returning from the bye week uh, will not last very long. Um, but you can look at that one of two ways, that you know the last two weeks is more indicative of the football team they are and kind of water it's found its level for this season, or they can't play any worse and they'll play better um, returning from their bye week, and they could have a shot to push for a playoff position. But, um, again, I think overall just to be 5-5 five and five at this point of the year, it's probably not what a lot of people have expected. They've taken advantage of a very favorable schedule. They've also, I think, played better football than a lot of us thought. And now we'll see what will happen during the bye week and if they can play better football down the stretch. Hey, do you think this is um, longtime coach Bill Belichick's last year for the Patriots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think pretty much every coach would have been fired after yesterday. Yeah. Some of the ineptness and the decision making within that, um, yeah, hell of a run there. But you know, if you are a Colts, if you are a Colts fan, you can just screenshot his reaction after that interception yeah. there late. Yeah. And uh, honestly, for one week, you might want to put that on your desk ahead of the family with how you know many times Belichick has <laughs> ruined things for the Colts here in the past. Uh, finally, the Colts uh, got one on the old evil empire leader. Now, devil's advocate here. Right, he's got a pretty good relationship with Robert Kraft. What if he's gone to the old man and say, "Listen, we're going to get a one or a two pick in the draft because we stink this year. We're going with Bailey Zappi the rest of the way, and we're either going to get the USC quarterback or the North Carolina quarterback." Wouldn't you want Bill Belichick to groom his own young quarterback? I don't know. I think part of this is just you, you just got to start over at some point. Um, I mean, obviously, he's had an incredible, incredible career um, right up there with any other in NFL history. But Thank you, Tom um, Brady. You, 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 <laughs> you can certainly make a case for that. Yes. Um, right. I mean, Nobody said how great argument. Belichick was when he coached the Browns, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah we, we don't talk about the Browns and Jets days very often there. But, um, 
you know, when you look at it, you know, 72 years old, um, how much longer does he want to do this? And really that the, the general manager tag, I think is, you know, he, he has that, you know, tag on him in New England. I think that has been an issue as well. So do you trust him with a rebuild? Do you trust him to do something that really they haven't done there at all? And, I mean, Mac Jones was a first-round pick just a few years ago. I, I get that he was in the top five pick, but that clearly hasn't gone well. So um, I think it's time um, to uh, finally cut ties of you know what has been a, a rather historic run. I thought it was fun watching the crowd at the game because yeah. the game itself stunk. But to their credit, I don't think the folks in the stadium knew they were watching horrible football because they're singing <laughs> Sweet Caroline and they're doing, you know, like uh, John Denver songs. And it seemed like they were into it. Yeah, I thought it was a great atmosphere. It was funny. We had um, Stacey Dales, who does sideline for Info Network. She was on the call yesterday. We had her on our show last week, and um, she had done um, Chiefs Dolphins over there the week prior. And she goes, guys, it's a 50,000-seat stadium, but it is rocking. Like, this is going to be a, a – it's not going to be your typical – and I think you can make an argument there are some uh, environments that are a bit corporate around the NFL in terms of the stadium atmosphere. It's going to feel like almost like a college Saturday type of game, and that's certainly what I felt through TV. We had a caller call in who was at the game yesterday and, and mentioned that same thing. I think over the years, the atmosphere, too, has gotten a little bit more of a – we understand football now. Like I remember going over there in 2016 for the game in London, and that was cheering on fourth downs almost only. Like it was like, oh, here's Pat McAfee out the punt, woo! Like you know, <laughs> they were so obsessed again with the soccer elements to football that they love that. Whereas now, I mean, and again, Germany, they only, I mean, this is their what third ever NFL game. They had right. one last year and then one last week and then this one. So I think there is more of a like, Hey, this is kind of our Super Bowl field to it all as well. So yeah, I'm i uh, I'm actually family international games. I think it's great. I thought the emotion from Bernard Ryman um, post game, uh, Colt left tackle was born in Austria. was really cool to see as well. Clearly the game meant a lot. So, you know, the Colts have benefited from not having to give up one of their home games in any of right. these 50 now international games. So, um, yeah, I'm all uh, I'm all for you know, a handful of them every year. Got about a minute left here, Kevin. I know Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, feels like he so desperately wants to have some sort of international franchise, whether the Jags move to London or somebody moves to Germany. Do you see that happening anytime soon? I mean, honestly, the only way I could say I see it is to almost have a full division over there. I just think it's so difficult to put a one-off and then logistically making that work, whether it's, you know, guys in American base of, okay, they got to get over there on a Tuesday because there's an injury that, that arose or a, a late-week injury or, you know, what happens when you get in the playoffs and all of a sudden that London franchise has to go to Seattle in round one and it's potentially a short week, you know, something like that. So um, I, I, I can't see it. How I break it down is this: you do, um, you know, eight international games each year, um, and, and I would look at it as you know a, a team gives up a home game once every four years. So you'd play internationally every other um, cycle in that, and again, you're only giving up a home game once every four years. It allows you to grow your international market, grow the game internationally. Um, you know, cool experience for American fans if they want to go over there as well. So that's kind of how I view it as they try to get into other countries, probably Spain, Brazil, right. maybe even uh, Australia. Where can we get more coverage, Kevin? Yeah, 1075thefan.com has got all of our uh, written content and then our morning show, The Wake Up Call with myself, Kevin Bowen, and Andy Sweeney each Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 7 to 10. Kevin, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.